You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome back, friends of God. Today, we are finishing off our three-part series on finding Jesus through the Old Testament, and I am joined again by Darius and Shonda. Hello, ladies. Hi, Lisa. Today is my turn. Part one of our series, we talked about the book of Ruth and some of the lessons that we learned in that book with Darius. And then part two was with Shonda, the book of Esther. And that was such a rich conversation as well. And it was amazing how many parallels were in there with those two books, considering there were totally different situations. But we saw that God is faithful and cares for his people and has a plan for each one of us. So today is my portion of one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And that's kind of hard to say because this is not a beautiful, pleasant story, but it's a powerful one. And I love that we see Jesus in the middle there. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. This story is found in Daniel chapter three. And if you're interested in it, I encourage you to read it on your own. King Nebuchadnezzar basically made a law that said anybody who does not bow down to the image. It doesn't tell us what the image was made of, but it was probably an image of himself or some false god. And he said, whenever the music plays, everybody had to bow down on their knees and worship this image. And there were three Jewish boys who refused. And the the neighborhood people and the king's people noticed that these three boys when the music played, wouldn't bow down. So they went to him and told him like, wait, didn't you pass this law? These, these people are disobeying you. And so he says, whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing fire. And that's in verse six. And therefore the music sounded and all of the people from every nation fell down. But the astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews, the three Jewish boys and said, King Nebuchadnezzar, may the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And whoever does not would be thrown into a burning furnace. And in verse 12, it says there are some Jewish boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. And they do not serve your gods nor worship the image of gold. And it says that the king became furious with rage. And he said, he sent those boys to be brought to him. And then he says, is it true? Is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, he's given him a second chance. It says, now, when the music sounds again and you hear this, If you already fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, then you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? And let me just stop there for a minute because I read a commentary and they were talking about the prayer group. (laughs) And they were saying like the prayer group was probably praying like, let them, you know, not see the boys. (laughs) Protect the boys from the eyes of, of the king and no, the king saw him. And then he, he called for them and he said, let them, you know, confuse the king. No, the confu- the, he wasn't confused. He was very clear. 
And then in verse 16, it picks up and the three boys respond. And it says in the commentaries that they immediately responded. They didn't like take a minute. And they said, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into a blazing furnace, then the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if, even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image. Okay, so I'm going to stop there for a minute and I'm going to focus on a few little things. First of all, even if. So if you're listening today and you're having a moment where you're praying for something, as all of us have been in the spot that we're praying and praying and there are no changes, what statement of faith these three boys have given? God can deliver us. But even if he doesn't, he's still good. Even if he yes. doesn't, he's still okay. powerful. And even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down to your gods. Mm-hmm. And then it says that he became even more furious because remember, he was already filled with rage and furious and he became even more furious with them and his attitude towards them changed and he ordered them. He ordered the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. And then he commanded the strongest soldiers to tie them up and throw them into the blazing fire. And it says in here that the fire was so hot that the clothes, the trousers, the turbans of the people who threw them in burned up. And the soldiers. So it says they were thrown into the, wow. the furnace and the king commanded. The king's command was so urgent that the furnace and the furnace was so hot that the flames killed the soldiers who took them. And these three firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace. And then the king leaped to his feet in amazement. And he asked his advisors, weren't there three men that were tied up and threw into the fire? And they said, certainly your majesty. And he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unharmed and unbound. And the fourth looks like the son of God. And then here, he approached the opening of the burning flame and he shouted. So great. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. And so they came out of the fire and all of the people crowd, crowded around them and they saw that the fire had not harmed their body nor a hair on their head was singed and their robes were not scorched and there was no smell of fire on them. And then the king said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel, and we'll talk about that, to rescue his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve and worship any God other than their own God. Therefore, I decree that the people of the nation and language who say anything against this God be cut into pieces in their homes and be turned into pile and their homes be turned into rubble for no other God can save in this way. And then the king, I don't want to skip that last verse because it says that then the king promoted them. 
in the providence. He promoted them. He gave them a, a new position. So first, let's talk about a community of believers. These three kids, they were sticking together. Mm. They really were. And you know, the, 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 the preface of that story is Daniel. I mean, the king already knew all of these, you know, yeah. had, about him, but he had like short-term memory loss of like who this, you know, the, the, the Jews were not going to bow down, but he still was his pride. Well, this yes, is the, the thing. Okay. So the prayer group, the prayer group was praying, praying confused the enemy. Then they were playing, they realized- oh, let the fire not start. Right. Like what would we pray? Lord, let the fire, put the fire out, put the fire out. Yes. You no. Know, and then they see the, the, soldiers burning up and all of their clothes dissolving right and then they're thrown inside and it's like okay put the fire out protect them from the fire like what were they praying and god was saying no i'm gonna allow this what i'm gonna allow this i'm gonna allow them to go through the fire and and that's hard and it's hard to maintain that what if but in isaiah 43 allow the storm Starting in verse one, it says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who has formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not. Sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Wow. Talk about, talk about a story of victory. And then let me just read one more scripture, which is 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. It's kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last times. And then it says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now... For a little while, you may need to suffer griefs in all kinds of trials. But these have come so your faith will be made greater than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire. May be proven genuine and result in praise, glory, and honor when the Lord Jesus is revealed. So one of my favorite illustrations for this is the gold, the potter, the, the one that refines the gold, right? He puts a huge pot and he puts all the gold into it and he heats the fire. And as the fire begins to, the gold begins to melt, all of the gook, for lack of a better word, the dirt, the impurities raise to the top of it. And then mm-hmm. he skims over the gold and he pulls all of the dirt and gook out of it. And this continues and he heats it more and more and more until the point that it's pure gold and How does he know it's pure gold? Because when he leans over the fire and looks in the pot, he sees his reflection. Because now the gold is solid gold 
all the impurities are gone and God can look into it and see his reflection in our lives. So when we're going through that hot flaming fire, we can remember that he's with us in the fire. Oh, and let's talk about this. How about the moment? Like, where is the moment happening where he's sitting there and he's like, wait, guys, weren't there three tied up? (laughs) Weren't there only three? And they're like, certainly, King. And he's like, wait, because there's a fourth in the fire. There's a fourth and, and. For real. They're walking around. They're free. There's not an ash pile. There's not four ash piles. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like. Yes, and they were bound. Yes, like like that's that. I think I that's just another think, like such a great. Uh, yes. You know. Yes, I think about that new worship that song. There's through, another in the like fire. Freeze, it's such. Freeze, if you've never heard that song, that go on YouTube those, and type in "Another in the Fire" and just listen to that song. And I kind of think I don't know where I, I got love this that. from that's like my because the Bible part. doesn't it's say like, this. Oh my gosh, there's but, another person there. Yeah. Yes. I think, what are they doing in the fire? Well, if Jesus was with them, the angel of the Lord was with them, then certainly they were worshiping. Because what else can you do when the presence of God is with you but worship? So now you have four in the fire Mm -hmm. and three are worshiping. One is just receiving and protecting. And yeah, I love that the fire burnt off their bound, whatever was binding them, but it certainly didn't burn them. And that's such a, I remember when I went through chemo, I had like a scent about me. It was like a chemical scent. And I would always like, can you smell it? Can you smell it? And everyone's like, no, I can't smell it. It's probably coming from the inside. We can't smell it. And I remember thinking, Lord, I think that you, you're doing, you're covering me so that I don't smell like chemo because I certainly could smell it. But Apparently, others were either being very kind or could not smell it. <laughs> Just a few of the lessons, and then I'd love to hear you guys' view on it, is first of all, that in real, authentic, like-minded friendships, you get courage and strength. Yes. It's easier to go through the fire when there's somebody yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Right? And when yeah, there's somebody really with that's you. That's so true. That's is reminding you that God is with you and you're no longer two or three, but now we're four. Like, wow. Right. It's so true. It's so true. And God right. is, God has never, didn't never, it, this, this is not supposed to be a solitary, solitary walk. And this, this picture is, is so true. Like, you know, these guys didn't have to go through that experience and they had somebody that was I mean can you imagine if it was just one of them called to come in before the king and not bow down and to have that strength all by themselves may they may not have had that resolve or the fortitude to be like no you know what there's three you know there's three of us isn't it in you know in God's word it also says where two or more are gathered so like there's three of them 
and there's another scripture of the three of the cord, you know, like it, right. there's three of the them. The cord of God three is not easily broken. Arm in arm with I love that. Yes. Yes. Love it. Even, I mean, we all have, all three of us are extremely social and we have a lot of friends. But for this season, for this particular podcast, for such a time as this, the three of us kind of bonded in a, in a different way that we're available at the same time, because that was all the Lord that made that. It wasn't that um, we, you know, we grew up together since we were two years old and we were inseparable, but we're inseparable because the Lord has done this. But the one thing, and then I'll, I'll go ahead because I know Shonda probably has her thoughts as well, but I'm thinking of in the midst. I keep thinking of in the midst because they didn't pray that i bet they weren't saying lord go in there and don't let us get burned i don't think that was a prayer it was like you said lisa get rid of the fire let there be a at the a last minute no you don't do it that's this is horrible somebody stand up for us somebody it wasn't oh jesus go in there and walk an angel of the lord because it they didn't identify him as jesus it was god yeah, send somebody in there to walk around with us so that we can sit there and sing. That wasn't even, I'm sure that wasn't the prayer, but that was the result of what happened and the prayer and the, the faith. Yeah. And so um, I just thought now, as I'm thinking of, I thought of Psalm 23, um, but I, there's a part in Psalm 23 that says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. And so we're telling in that prayer, David was saying, and we say, Lord, you made this table, but the enemies are sitting here with us, but he prepared the table. God did. So God's there in the midst of that table. And um, again, I'm thinking of in the midst, uh, the lady caught in adultery in the book of John. She, there's a, there, she's dragged out by the enemies to be, stoned beat down embarrassed ridiculed the enemy is is there but then the lord was there and and it says and and there she was standing in his his midst 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 i can't pronounce that word in the midst and um again we i i think that i at this point in my walk uh, there's a revelation there's always revelation knowledge when three yes, or four yes, it happens to be three exactly. but yeah two or more but three here we are the three of us this revelation from this story has kind of edified my life right now that i'm going to be praying lord you be in the midst Not necessarily, oh, because I prayed for him to be there. Just that visualization of walking in that fire because the fire wasn't taken away. Fire was there yeah. and the fire killed people, the enemy, the first enemies anyway, but it made a believer somewhat. I think we can, we're going to see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven, possibly based on his declaration of their God. So there's so much meat here, so much, Lisa, that 
I love, I love this portion of scripture. I love revisiting it. I think it's, it's, it's so um, relevant to our lives today, as far as our prayer life, as far as our friendship life, as far as who we're getting counsel from. Not bowing down, but standing mm -hmm. our ground on, on what God says God is and, and what our faith is, which is what these guys is. Look, we're not going there. And it was so admirable that, that they stood their ground. And I was reading one of my notes in my Bible. I just wanted to say, you know, they were in Babylon, but they're not, they weren't of Babylon. And so, you know, Babylon's always so it's terrible. That is such a good word. And so, yeah, I'm going to give my husband credit since we did go through the book of Daniel together, but <laughs> in Babylon, but we're not of Babylon and neither were they, and they didn't act as such. Yes. And we, and we shouldn't, you know, it's hard though. Like I really believe that the, the one of the main takeaways is that we're going to walk through fire as believers and he does not want us to do it alone. And, and it's so much more bearable doing it alongside another believer. And, and I, I mean, that is the most important part is another believer because the world's going to tell you things that you want to hear where your friends that are believers are going to tell you the things that you need to hear. And, and it's very important to have those kinds of relationships, Absolutely. the most important relationships in your life. Great, another lesson to apply is we are going, the Bible teaches us in this world, you will have trials. So we're going to have the trials. Now I am going to desperately pray that I be protected from the trials yeah. because I think that God does protect us. Like, I think if we had a true idea throughout our life of all of the things that never got to touch us, we would be amazed because people say, why would you allow this to happen? Well, you don't know all the other stuff that did, didn't happen to you. But I think that yeah. I'm learning as we were speaking yeah. before we got on earlier is I'm learning that yeah. God gives us wisdom and sometimes we stick with what we knew instead of continuing to really seek God and really ask God, Lord, I need your wisdom because our opinion of a situation can be flawed. Yes. Or the way that we think God will act can be twisted in our own minds because we know that we're evil. Like if you didn't know that, and that's all you walk away today is that our hearts are evil and wicked. Without God, we are all evil and wicked. We are all yes. flawed. In case you didn't know that, it's okay. We're all with you. Join the club. But if I can find a place where I can say, mm -hmm. I am sure that God is going to save me from this. But just so you know, even if he doesn't, I'm not going to bend. My, where am I going to place my hope? Yes. Where else can we go? Okay. Who even else has the words of life? It's Jesus, yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. 
Well, and deliverance looks different to each circumstance. You know, I mean, God, we pray that God would deliver us. And in Psalm 71, it says, in your righteousness, rescue me and deliver, deliver me, turn your ear to me and save me. And I think that as believers, even with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they, they were not burned up by the fire. Like, were the fire is not going to burn us up. Is it going to be difficult? Absolutely. Is it going to feel like it's unbearable? Most likely, but it it isn't. Not with God rescuing you as a child of God, yep. because you are rescued. That's pure. I mean, that's it. <laughs> I mean, we've all been praying. We all know that we've been praying for things to happen in the way that we want them to happen, the way we think that God should make it happen. Sometimes it doesn't look like that, unfortunately. But fortunately, yes. he does it his way. And I not wanted ours. to share the, the verse that, that I didn't share before. But for those that are listening, that they didn't know uh, what I was referring to, which is when um, the woman that was caught in adultery, that she was dragged out and, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. So it's verse eight. And that's the other way around. Jesus is in the midst, but she's in the midst of him, too. It says the woman in the midst because Jesus stepped in. So then she became the focus of his attention when he said the repentance. He comes, you know, when we're in the sense of, of a breakdown of, of being at our rock bottom, he steps in. And so we become the center of his attention and he, we will be the center of his attention. He saved Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. He saved them from that fiery furnace and he saves us from these fiery furnaces that we walk through, that we live. Because the ultimate goal, of course, is eternity, is being with him. And he loves, he takes joy in, in the death of his saints because it's, it's to be with him. Mm, he loves yeah. being with us. And imagine in, in a place where there is no tears that need to be wiped away and pain and sorrow, he suffers along with us. And, and so I have standing in the midst, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And he looked at her and he said, where are your accusers? And he might've even asked those three, I'm here with you. I would love to have heard that worship and that conversation. Cause I know one of them must have said, oh my goodness, who's this guy? They didn't really know Jesus, but they probably, the Holy Spirit told him it was God. Right. Incarnate. Yeah. They definitely recognized that God was the one saving and protecting him because it he said, I don't want to hear anybody say anything bad about this God, okay? Right, right, right. It was amazing that, that even the three of them inside the fire were like, oh my gosh, there's someone else in here. And he goes on and, and he says, where are your accusers? And she says, no one. She said, no, no one, Lord, there's nobody standing here because no one was left there. Yeah, and he exactly. said, well, I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to. So those of us that, apart from the fire that we go through that, we have no control over there's some fires that we walk right into yeah. and this lady did she walked into an adulterous relationship she she could have been she didn't have to go that far maybe she's just a lie maybe we walk into a lot of we we make a lot of our messes and then we say oh lord bless this mess and he doesn't he allows it to play itself out with the ugly seeds that we plant that they're they're rotten the ugly plants and the and the fruitless plants still have to grow and they take a while. And so he says, no. And then he proceeds to just look back and he says, then Jesus spoke to them. I guess it was whoever was left because the other accusers had left. 
And he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have light of life. And I thought, we don't walk in a fire. He's with us. We're not going to have that. He's going to bring the light. He's going to bring the salvation or the healing or whatever it is that we need while we're in that fire. That was in John 8. I just wanted to make sure John 8, because I didn't want to kind of leave the story hanging. Yes. And if in Hebrews 11, it gives us this wonderful list of Old Testament heroes. And it just goes on how the Old Testament records the lives of so many different people who experienced great victories, like Ruth, like mm -hmm. Esther, mm -hmm. like Daniel himself, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So Abednego. it's a bed. A bed nego. A bed nego. So Joshua and Deb Deborah conquered kingdoms. It says Nehemiah he administered justice. Daniel was saved through the mouth of the, from the mouth of lions. Our three boys were kept from harm in the flames of a blazing furnace. Hmm. Elijah escaped death by the edge of the sword of an evil queen. I mean, it just goes on and on and how a widow's son was brought back to life by um, the prophet Elisha. Elisha. How do you say that? Elisha. Elisha. And then it's for us today. We too can experience that victory with faith in Jesus and our victories mm -hmm. overcome oppressors. Listen, we all can. I hope everybody listening will just stop right now and think of one thing that you've gone through in life that you've been able to overcome. One thing that should have led to your tragedy. It should have ruined you. Yes. But you're still standing. And, and maybe you're in a point of your life where you still can't see any good that have come from horrific, horrible, tragic traumas. But I invite you to talk to God about it and let him show you. I remember somebody saying that to me about my mom, like, oh, you'll see, you'll grow from your mother's death. And I'm like, well, if my mom had to die, so I had to grow, then that's one messed up person. God. Yes. yes. And now I sit like, here today going, wow, I, I miss my mom. I love my mom. I'd give anything to have her back. But man, I hope she's proud that I'm, I've grown into a different person and what I counted as my weaknesses, God has turned around for my strengths yep. and the things that were meant to destroy me have actually mm, softened me. Maybe like just God has used it to transform my life. Mm -hmm. Does that mean he designed it? Did he design them to make the furnace seven times hotter? No, it means he allowed it and he had a plan through it. Yes. Because he will not allow us to suffer. Those who love him and are called to his purpose for his glory, he will not allow us to suffer in vain. He's not just going to say, oh, that, that's really bad what happened to him. Sorry about that. He's like, no, how can I use this horrible thing that, right. yes. that you went through to help you help others? Because the Bible tells us, in Corinthians that we are comforted so that we can comfort others so that trials produce perseverance and character and help me out ladies what are some other things well and you know there, there's a there's a verse too that is so misquoted is that God will give you that God will never give you more which than is not in the Bible <laughs> it's not like, in the can Bible can you show it's me where that is please like, exactly God is right. always because he wants you, you to trust you him. He wants his grace to be sufficient. Yes. My grace is sufficient. Not my power. Yes. My power is yes. good. Walk in it. 
Walk in it. My power is made in your right. weakness. In your weakness. Walk in it. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Yes. You know, I had this conversation with a girl once. She was blow drying my hair and she said, you know, God doesn't give you more yeah. than you can handle. And I said, really? Let's talk about that for a minute. And she was like, all right, all right. And I'm like, have you ever had more than you can handle? And she's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, and if you're a believer, what comes from that? And she was like, you're blowing my mind right now. I don't know if I can talk. I'm like, just tell me what, if you're a believer in Christ and you're going through a difficult time, your response should be clinging to God, diving into his word, finding a few sisters that will walk through it with you, pray with you, be in the fire with you, right? Like one of the main things when somebody gets diagnosed with cancer, I always tell the people that are referring me to them. Referring, that's not my job, it's my ministry. They're not gonna wanna call me. They're gonna be afraid. Yep. Tell them I wanna encourage them. And then they call me and I'm like, listen, we're gonna get through this together. It just changes, you know, when you have somebody to go it through does. difficult times. And if you're listening today and you're thinking, well, I'm looking around and I have no one. Know that you have God, that he's one word away, just Jesus, just call out to him and ask him and then ask him, you know, give me somebody that'll help me, that'll point me in the right direction, that'll pray with me and for me. God is faithful. He wants you to be in a community that's healthy and of people that love you. Does that mean all communities are healthy or we all always get along? No. No. But let me ask you this. How many times have we been bothered by somebody and the minute we hear that that person's going through a hard time, it doesn't matter. Yes. It doesn't matter anymore. Sister, what can I, how can I help you through this? And maybe you're not, it's somebody you don't even talk to anymore. You know what? I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray that God, God would help them and encourage them and walk with them in the fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you have to like surround yourself with those kinds of people and look around, like think about what you're spending your time doing. And if it's not doing things like um, finding a, a small group or, you know, finding that community, it's not going to just exactly. fall in your lap. Yeah. You have to yes. seek out those kinds of relationships, yeah. really. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's God can make somebody fall into your lap, but most yeah. in mo most circumstances, you're going to need to seek those kinds of relationships out and be the kind of friend that you want to, that you want. Those trials mm -hmm. in our lives that we see no value in, can we see them as a platform? Absolutely. This was a platform. God used that, that fiery furnace. And it says, it says in Daniel three, mm. a list. I don't have it open right now. I turn my page. Um, it says in Daniel three, a list of all the people that were there. Like there was a lot of people at that burning, which yes. is, which is kind of, kind of disturbing. But at the same time, our suffering, God can use it as a platform. Mm -hmm. Yes. To he show his strength. He absolutely does. And I think I've seen that again and again in people that are suffering. I know in my own life, I hope that somewhere in my suffering, I'm able to exhibit my trust yeah. in God. My even if moment, like, listen, even if this doesn't happen the way I want, even if the worst happens, I can still trust God because God's character does not change. God's carry our character can change. We can grow. We can have a good day. We can have a bad day. We can be hungry, right? We can be annoyed. Yes. God's character is 
written, it's firm, it's unchangeable. Mm -hmm. So I know that if God is trustworthy right. and good, he's going to be trustworthy and good even in my worst mm -hmm. days. Even in the worst circumstances, he's still good and he's still trustworthy. might be hard for me to see it. That's where my community comes in, pointing me back to the word of God, praying scripture over me. I love this morning someone put in our chat, there's a baby being born, please pray for the baby. And right away, I'm praying Psalm 139 yeah. over that baby. Somebody else, I'm praying Psalm 91. Like I read it and it just warms my heart because I'm like, we're pointing each other to God himself in the word. Yeah. Like that's how we get to know Jesus by reading the word and searching through it. And these stories that we've been talking about, although they're all different, what are some truths that extend to all three stories? I mean, I think that even with Ruth, Esther, and the three boys, God, no matter what our circumstances look like, the plans that we have may look completely mm -hmm. different than his plans. However, they're still good. He's still good. He meets us in that yes. um, such a time as this, our fiery furnace and, you know, and the devastation of, of loss, God, God meets us there. Crazy that you just asked that question because while I'm sitting here, I'm on my phone looking and, you know, looking at my Bible, but I can't see very well. I looked at, I said, uh, verses within the midst and in Matthew 10, 16, Matthew writes, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. That's Jesus speaking. Matthew wrote it. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And so he's, he's encouraging them a little after that. Um, it's, it's in Matthew. He does mention in this world, but be of good cheer. I overcome. So that reminded me of the three boys. They were sent out as sheep in the midst of wolves and then i looked over at psalm um, 46 5 where uh, verse 5 says god is in the midst of her she shall not be moved god shall help her just as at the break of dawn and i thought of esther because she needed help that was a scary situation and if you didn't hear shonda's uh sharing about esther i strongly urge you to go back um to one of the i don't know what number it was lisa but um a podcast that was just amazing and then zephaniah came out zephaniah 317 the lord your god in your midst the mighty one will save he will rejoice over you with gladness he will quiet you with his love he will rejoice over you with singing and i thought of ruth because she did everything she needed to do and in the end she was part of jesus lineage if we really look at our, our Bibles and really look at the word, there are so many connections to everything that you just could not make this up. When people say, no, a uh, man wrote it. Oh, absolutely not. I'll fight anybody on that one because there's no way, <laughs> no way at different time. Yeah, there were no computers yeah, back then. No way you could have Googled and seen, okay, you write this over there and you write this 10 and 200 years later and you put this and it's going to all point to no way, no absolute no way because the authenticity of the bible proves itself the, the best commentary in the bible is the bible and the more you read it you're like oh my gosh at the beginning i was one of those people so it's true i just happened to look in the midst that was the lord it wasn't you know oh let's plan this we don't even talk to each other about what we're gonna say and but he does it every single time we're together whether we're on the air or off the air whether we're recording or not it's so true it's so true
And you know what? It also, they, he, he, there's always somebody with them. Like Ruth had her daughter-in-law, Esther had Mordecai, and these people were praying for each other. And then obviously Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had, Abednego had, um, had one another. Like, so God is like, you know, arm in arm people, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And we forget. And that's, I'm still a work in progress with that. Oh my goodness. Lord, you got this. I'm going to be at peace. Do I like it? No. Do I have to agree with it? No, that's not my job. I'm going to be at peace. And I'm going to let, what Lisa mentioned before, people are watching. How do we react? And we, it's not even an act. It's a, it's a react. How do we react to that? Not act. How do react. we react? Yes, that's good. And it's got to come from within. It's got to come from. That's good. You know, practice makes perfect. Lord, I know you. I know how to act around the two of you because I know you. So I can react to how things, I don't have to get mad if, if Lisa looks at me and says, you know, what happened to your hair? It looks terrible. Oh my gosh, that girl. <laughs> I know Lisa. And if she tells me that my hair looks bad, I react accordingly to her character because I know her character. Um, I know her personality. I love her personality, but even if I didn't, I know her character. So I know where she's coming from. And that's the way we need to be. We need to be like the Lord so that we can have his character um, and respond and people can be attracted to our character, not our personality, because sometimes our personality is not all that great. So we can all have our days. Well, I, this has been a great little series finding Jesus in the old Testament. I think we definitely have made the point that the, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And, and the Old Testament is the New Testament hidden. Oh, that's so good. Wow. And we see God everywhere. God is, he is good. He is with us in the fire. And I just want to say, because we've all been through situations where we've not gotten what we wanted. We didn't have our moment where they said, bring them out. Look at them. They're perfect. They're not even smelling like smoke. We've all been through situations. I can think of last year, Darius's grandson with COVID. At the at the time, it it was looking like a losing battle. Yeah. Right. I know Hopeless. that Shonda went through a time in the beginning of um, the year with a loss uh. and a baby, a miscarriage in the family, family friend. And I mean, I went through losing Barbara and then Samira, and it was it was a very trying, dark time. But for those of you that are in the middle of a situation today that it might not work out, or maybe you've lost, you're living in a place of loss where you prayed and it didn't happen the way you thought it was going to. And you're going, well, where was my miracle? Where was God moving in my life? He still has a plan for you because you're still alive. And I want to encourage you to ask God, what is he doing in the midst of this issue that you're having? And to pray for wisdom so that you can respond properly. And to pray that God would bring like-minded, like-hearted people. Or maybe you're not even a believer and you're like, I wish I had a friend that was giving me positive feedback. Well, there's a difference between positive feedback and pointing people to God. Because I can tell you, I'm a positive person. But there's a difference between the 
the cup half empty, the cup half full, my cup overfloweth. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Does that mean my life is always perfect? No, it means that God is the one that fills my yeah, cup. Yeah. So then I'm not dependent on my situation. Now, with that being said, we are women. We, we mourn when our kids are hurting. We have difficult situations in our families, in our lives. We have illnesses. We have all kinds of things. It doesn't mean life is always perfect. But having somebody with you that can get down on their knees and say, let's pray about this. Because prayer doesn't change every situation, but prayer will change you. Yes. It will strengthen you. It will deepen your relationship with God. Authentic prayer will always change you. Can I say something too? That what you're saying there is so good because that will also make us effective. Prayer strengthens us to make us effective. We right now are praying for a baby that's about to be born yes. from a family that had a hopeless, not walking out of the fire situation. They had a yep. baby lost, not right at birth, but right after. And it was absolutely tragic, devastating, horrific, yeah. Yeah. and hopeless. And how many years later, Lisa, we're, 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 we're about to give birth this family who looked at a future that looked grim, ugly, sad, hopeless, hopeless. and they're actually going to have a baby today, <laughs> we believe. Yeah. And so yeah. they didn't get their answer right away. It looked terrible. This has been a while. It's been about a couple of years, right? Yeah. So we are in the position that we need to know that God is not a magician and there's, it takes time. It might take time. We don't yeah. come out of the fire. I we already have a happy, happy ending. Just said, yes. Yeah. We walked out. Oh, they're great. Yay. Happy ending. Ruth. Oh my goodness. Oh, everybody has a happy ending, but there was a lot of in between the happy ending. If we don't get it on this side, we're going to get it there. We have yeah. a happy ending regardless yes. regardless and we are all all believers are all saved from a fiery correct time. and that that's is the truth. best one to be saved from so absolutely best. well thank you ladies so much for joining me on this great conversation about finding jesus um i can't wait to share with you guys what's coming up soon but we're hoping to have some new tools for all of our listeners to be able to read along with us and study along with us and maybe even meet up and join us so i hope that we'll be able to share that in the next coming uh, upcoming episodes but i just want to thank you both for being available for loving god for loving god's word and being faithful and um, i'll go ahead and pray Heavenly Father, we pray right now. We thank you that your word speaks truth to our lives, to our hearts, that it's always applicable. There's something that we can apply from your word. Lord, we ask that you would write these truths on our heart, that you would change us because of your word, Father. I pray for those listening right now that are in the middle of a fire and don't see the way out. Father, protect them, be with them, Lord, and lead them to a deeper understanding of you, to a deeper relationship with you. Give them hope, Father. And we do change. We do pray that you change the situations that are um, hopeless, mm. that you would speak your hope and truth into each of our lives. I pray for those that don't know you to come to a salvation knowledge of yes. you. And Lord, I pray that you would open the understanding of our hearts, our minds, and our eyes to be able to read and apply and understand your word so it would have real meaning and bring growth into each of our lives. We love you, Jesus, and I thank you for these ladies and this podcast and the platform that we get to have to share your love and truth with others. In Jesus' In name Jesus we pray. Name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen.
Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?